Welcome to Spider-Verse Minute, the tri-weekly podcast where we watch Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse one minute at a time. I'm Sean Slater. And I'm his sister Caroline. And today we begin watching Minute 23, which opens with Peter telling Miles about his super cool suit, and ends a minute later with Peter pulling out a USB key. I titled this minute, Talking with Spider-Man. Yeah, this is, uh, it does begin with um, Peter and Miles going back and forth, which is kind of nice. I, I thought this does a, did a good job of introducing the, like, the um, quippy side of Spider-Man and just, like, how, like, you can really tell this this minute definitely shows, like, oh, yeah, Spider-Man is cool <laughs> in, in this uh, universe. I took it a little differently, but okay. <laughs> I took yes, they do show the quippy side of Spider-Man here, but I this back and forth between Miles I took as showing more of his like compassionate side. Yeah, like I said, cool. <laughs> okay, uh, but going back to that, like there really is, um, I wanted specifically to talk about these three lines that I think really shows just how. Like, this quick almost turnaround from, like, really quippy to really compassionate that Peter does. So, it's right after um, Peter realizes that Miles is also, like, this super spider person. That's a great way to describe it. (laughs) Uh, And he says, I thought I was the only one. You're like me. Miles responds with, I don't want to be. And then Peter responds in this very, like, calm and even sympathetic voice. Like, I don't think you have a choice, kiddo. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked um, this this back and forth, uh, especially the you're like me line is really impactful. um, Partly because in the Ultimate Universe, like, this comes up as well but in a completely different like in the total opposite sense of the of the way it's said here in the ultimate comic spider-man number 12 uncle aaron says this uh says you're like me to miles right after they get into a fight and um uh uncle aaron's gauntlets he's also the prowler here uh uncle aaron's gauntlets gets damaged and explodes um and this causes um him to like die and so Uncle Aaron is saying it to Miles as more of a like, hey, you're not different from me. Like, you're quote-unquote bad like me. Um, And it's got this total opposite meaning where, like, Miles sort of feels like Uncle Aaron's death is his fault. And he feels like, oh, it's this constant conflict of, like, am I just turning into Uncle Aaron here? Um, Whereas in this movie the you're like me comes across more like a hey you can be good if you want like you're like me you need to um you know but it also has that sort of the that responsibility and the um the expectations like oh you're like me you have to become a hero now and so it's sort of weighted in the opposite direction but it still weighs on miles mm-hmm. um just a quick question in the comic yep. does uncle aaron know that miles is spider-man at yeah, that point? Okay. yeah he um i forget when he finds out but uh 
he he knows and like even in that scene like you know part of miles's mask is exploded off and okay. um stuff so but yeah it's that he he knows they know who each other is okay i was just curious uh going back to the movie and that whole you brought up this idea of responsibility and stuff um we've talked about it in previous minutes and then we kind of haven't been able to talk about it because it hasn't been brought up in a while but now it's getting brought up again and this idea of miles not having choices and like these expectations and even miles is um i don't know if i want to be like you um uh he just says i don't want to be like straight up and spider-man again very sympathetically which I really appreciate that he, he's like, I don't think you have a choice, kiddo. Uh, and I want to compare this to how his dad sort of talked about it when about, now that was in the context of like going to Brooklyn Middle, but even when Miles was like, it doesn't feel like I have a choice and his dad just snaps back, you don't, which was a very authoritative like i'm the parent you're the kid you listen to me where peters is very it's like look i get it you don't want to do it but i don't know if you have really any other options here yeah and i think spider-man or like peter in this case also has that you know he he knows exactly what miles is going through and he's probably (laughs) literally the only other person in this universe who knows what he's going through (laughs) (laughs) Um, like well, at least even, for the next couple of minutes, but yeah, it, <laughs> well, and he even says that in the next time, it's like you probably have a lot going through your head right now. Yeah, and Miles even responds like, "Yeah,", yeah. <laughs> like, but you can. The one thing I really want to note is that you see him kind of relax a little bit. Yeah, he relaxes once once he realizes he's not alone, and yeah. I think that's part of the that's juxtaposed with his uh the life at like uh visions is how he still feels really alone there Mm -hmm. and and when he first talks to gwen um he he relaxes a bit like when he talks to her and like makes that friendship with her however brief until he ruins it But before that, like, you can even see him then there. Like, once he realizes he's not completely alone, he relaxes a little bit. Well, and you can even see it uh, even later than that when he's, like, first sees the comic and, like, the parallels between what he's going through and what Billy Barker goes through (laughs) in the comics of just this whole, you know, he's running away from visions. He's like... No, it was a normal spider. I'm a normal kid. Like, he's so stressed because he knows if, like, if he's not, that just makes him a freak and it's going to isolate him even more. Yeah. This idea that, you know, Peter immediately says, you know, bet you have a lot going through your mind right now. And then he even goes further with that. It's like, hey, listen, um, I, I can, if, if you stick around, I can show you the ropes, like. I'll, I'll help you like get your groundings get your bearings so like you'll be more comfortable with it and not be as freaked out and which first off so heartwarming and so sweet yeah and secondly like right after that miles gets a small smile on his face 
and it's just it's just this really like you can just see him like really completely relax yeah he doesn't look nearly as terrified he he definitely yeah has that like okay this is still a little scary but at least spider-man's here he's he's pretty cool yeah, like he he's gonna help me like he 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 at least seems to get it <laughs> This is a little off topic, but I do want to point it out because this is when I noticed it. Right after that, I noticed that Miles is sitting next to a barrel and on it, it says barrel. And then underneath it says toxic. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. They just have these toxic barrels laying around. Well, I'm like, like, I feel like those should be switched. <laughs> Unless they have different types. Maybe there's like a water barrel and they want to be able to sort them easily. So it's like what the big thing is and then what's inside of it so like all the barrels say barrel and then there's toxic barrels there's water barrels still feel like they should be switched because they can be like okay this is toxic put it over there this is water put it over there but what if there's also crates and you just sort the things by crates then barrels you go big to small so the crates 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 and then you go crate toxic crate water and then you have barrel toxic barrel water and you want the the crates separate from the barrels and so I think it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are able to build a multi-dimensional anyway. collider, yet they don't know how to visually tell the difference between a crate and a barrel. Um, maybe there's robots, and the robots. <laughs> I'm just saying. I think they have a good naming scheme because this is the way I would name it as well. <laughs> back and talk about the the spider sense the spider sense before yeah, we do we that skipped over that we, well because we were talking about something else and yeah. this still ties in i do need to mention i love how spider-man casually mentions that his um suit is a onesie oh uh, yeah i that brought up some questions <laughs> i did like the way he just said that they're like oh yeah i don't have to worry about that this is it's a onesie like, this is a onesie so but... i don't have to worry about that like hold on a second <laughs> Yeah, if it's a onesie, how, like, that? What are his shoes like? Like, what, what, what? What's the part that he sticks his feet in? Does it have a sole? Like, is it just because normally padding boots, under there? And he just like you know he has the spandex bottom, and I could see like that all being a onesie with like his feet sticking out. Um, but, um, but then I don't think that's a onesie. I like, think that's just a leotard. His, yeah, like what's his what? What are his, what are his feet like? Well, I'm like <laughs> Wait, no, no, no. Never mind. I take that back. I don't want to know what his feet are like. What are his shoes like in his suit? Yeah, like, and part of me is just like, how long does it take for you to get in that suit? Because, like, let me tell you, speaking from experience as a dancer who has had to worn dance tights and leotards and sometimes leggings over those dance tights and leotards... They're hard to get on. <laughs> Especially if you are, like, even the tiniest bit wet. Whether it's sweat or you just got out of the shower. Hard, to, almost impossible to get on. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, he has to do quick changes. Like, does he just wear it underneath his clothes normally? I think he does. Like, at least... He pulls, like, the um, Superman thing. Yeah, because his mask is separate from the rest of his suit, I believe. That's true. Um, and normally, like, uh, I don't know how he does his gloves. I don't know. That's a lie, actually. I, uh, does he Does he have separate... Oh, this brings up so many questions. 
are his gloves part of his suit? <laughs> Maybe it's like you know those like body morph suits that people get. That's what I'm thinking of. Like I it's just spandex. Maybe it's just one of those. But even those are annoying and uncomfortable. Like I've worn those for cosplay, and those are arguably even more annoying, and so sweaty. Like they're just. Yeah. Like, I remember well, actually I mean, cut the fingertips off. We do off kind of, of touch of on that in the future, um, about you know how okay, no, you're right. comfortable they are. We can. I guess we can. We'll come back to this. We'll go back. <laughs> is all I have to More say. More questions will be raised, but that's a later minute. <laughs> but yeah, no, I have a lot of questions about that suit. It's like how how does one wash that suit? In the wash, he takes it to a specialty. There's a he's got a guy. He's got a guy. <laughs> um, I think there actually is like a mini storyline. Um, I forget if it's a fan comic or if it's a real one, but it talks about like the cleaner that does all of the superheroes <laughs> i just like to picture this like it takes I, I like to picture that it's happening like iron man started it for some reason i don't know why i just really like picture iron man starting this and like peter just calls and goes hey um iron man are the cleaners open today i need to get my suit clean he's like yeah <laughs> and so like everyone just comes in there's line there's like thor and then there's Captain America. And then there's the, like, there's Bruce Banner. I'm like, I need these sto- shorts stitched up again. <laughs> like, they just do all the <laughs> Like, Captain Marvel's there, like, just, just, like, just. Yeah, I like to just picture this little old, old grandma, like, you know, kind of running the shop. You know, she's, you know, shorter than average, but, like, we'll still, you know threaten you with her sandal and, yeah, um, like just, and, and like, she just is standing there scolding like thor for <laughs> uh, for that and he's just you know meekishly yes you know yes but me they mom. all adore her and when she gets sick they all rush to her aid to take care of her yeah like they love her like their own mothers are like for some reason her 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 you know corner store is always the first one to be rebuilt after an attack yeah, <laughs> it's like what is it about this corner store no no possibly like her, her son helps helps run it. Like he 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 takes care of the weapons. She takes care of the clothing. <laughs> I love this. I love this idea we came up. I don't care if there's like an actual can- canonical thing. I like our idea better. <laughs> love this idea. But anyway. I and then right after you know he talks about Spider Man talks about his onesie <laughs> and all these questions come running into our head. Um, both of their like spider senses go off. And Peter's is the traditional, you know, Spider-Man colors. It's red and blue. But then Miles is... Miles is... That's what I've <laughs> always said. But then Miles is is a uh, purple and green kind of color color scheme. Or purple-pink. Um, I guess it is a bit more purple. It is definitely a purple. Yeah, it, it, it kind of starts out pinkish. Um, and then as it's transitioning through from pink to, to red, it goes through a purple or sorry pink to blue Mm -hmm. and then the green goes to red um but yeah it's i i think this kind of ties back in with what we were talking about earlier about how miles is the you're like me um line um in the comics it's uncle aaron that says that and then in here um it's it's a way to show like how miles is still sort of torn between these two worlds where Mm -hmm. there's his you know the dad side of his dad side of his world, and then the uncle his uncle's side of the world, and then here it's um, his uncle is still sort of like 
pulling on him and it still has this big influence on him um and and he wants to just sort of be that what he thinks is his like the coolness of his uncle versus um sort of like where it's carefree and and doesn't really have a whole lot of responsibilities to um peter's sort of he probably doesn't realize how cool peter is yet but (laughs) um to peter's coolness and and his sense of responsibility and the expectations that would come with that and as you know it changes colors as they come in sync and he realizes like okay this is what i have to do now i guess like he he comes to that and sort of accepts it all in in one yeah um, all in this little bit and and it's just neat how the the in the commentary they kept saying how their spidey senses resonate with each other and then like you know come in and i, I you know they they sync up uh it's just it's a really cool cool scene yeah and i just want to talk about it visually for a second more of just like what it reminded me of i don't know if it did this with you but this scene reminded me of uh, avatar the last airbender from when uh specifically spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't seen avatar the last airbender in the very last episode right when ang starts to take away um fire lord ozai's bending away there's the blue that represents Aang, and then the red that, like, represents uh, Ozai. And the red slowly, like, consumes Aang, but at the very end, he just, like, yeah. explodes with all the blue and then consumes Ozai. I don't know why. Something kind of, like, I guess in the way that sort of the green and the purple was, like, around miles and then slowly got consumed by the blue and the red. Yeah, yeah, that, um... Now that you mention it, it, it does remind me a bit of that. It reminds me of that. And then I just thought of it now. For some reason, it also kind of reminds me, if you remember the episode uh, in the final season where Zuko and Aang go to, like, the temple of the original firebenders and there's the two dragons that come out at the end. Yeah. And, like, then they, like, swirl the fire around them the way those fires kind of come together and meet into this beautiful visual just i don't know some some kind of reminds me of that too visually i don't have an explanation yeah. for that second one but that's totally what came to my mind when i was watching him this minute yeah it's kind of you know thematically sort of it's similar where there are these two opposites um in this case it's um miles's carefree life versus one of um expectations mm-hmm. um or you know the the life that miles wants to lead right now of carefreeness and getting to do what he wants to do and the one that he feels like he's being pushed more and more towards where there's a lot of expectations placed on him versus the um in avatar it's the you know quite literally the (laughs) um those two destruction of the world and the saving of peace (laughs) yeah um and then the the last thing I, I have is just in the last couple of seconds when um, Peter's crawling along the wall and starts to insert his uh, insert the USB or tries to insert the USB into the thing to uh, fix the or stop the machine. Um, the first thing I thought was 
who is he talking to? Mm-hmm. Like, is he just narrating out loud? Yeah, um, you know, as you do. Is he lonely? Judge. Does he need more friends? I can't judge. Um, I talk to myself all the time. <laughs> uh, but then I liked the um, how the fix for this is just a USB key, right? Um, and and how uh, like it's like okay, yep, we gotta fix this. Here's a USB key. Let's like, just plug it in and stop it. Um, yeah, I always get this wrong. Of, yeah, um, which is you know, a great joke. Just the, oh yeah, can't put it in a way that right the first time. Turn it around. Nope, still wrong. Turn it back around. Oh, uh, there we go. That's right now. I have actually um, gotten quite skilled at putting the USBs in the right way the first time. I just haven't had to deal with it because everything I use now is mostly USB-C. So, or it just stays plugged in all the time, um, and the USB-Cs don't have a uh, direction. I have to uh, plug my mic in every time I record, so I've gotten quite good at the skill. Since we're talking about the USB, I do want to, like, just say, like, how it just says Alchemax on it. Like, it does make me wonder, like, how many stripped-down USBs does this guy have that he has to label them like that? Yeah. Like... <laughs> Who else is he fighting? Like, like what? A funny gag would be, like, another potentially funny gag would be if he pulled out, like, a keychain and there's just, like, 20 on that. And it's, like, the old um, janitor with way too many keys trying to figure out which one to plug in. And he's got to flip through. It's, like, Alchemax. Nope. Oh, here's, um, you know, another one. Like, he's got, like, six of them black cats on there. Yeah, uh, it's like, black cat? Uh, no. <laughs> Green Goblin? No. <laughs> Doc Ock? No. <laughs> Here it is. Uh, he's just got like Iron Man. No. no. Uh, like, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> Go back to that one. <laughs> or or yeah. it's like long. It's like Iron Man. In case he turns evil. No. <laughs> yeah. Aim. No. no. Shield. No. no. Sword. No. <laughs> I would have also accepted if like later when we get to see his like lair. Yeah. If there was just a table full, <laughs> full of them. or like even just a box labeled deactivation keys yeah yeah. he's just got a general one the only other thing that i have for this there's two actually is like right before he goes up to that is how he just so casually mentions um how he has to stop the collapsing of the space-time continuum yeah is to, to Miles. See, there he is being cool again. <laughs> I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Now, the cool part is right after that, when he jumps off and does all of the show-off moves. Oh, yeah. This, that... Completely forgot about... Oh, this minute has so much in it. <laughs> this, this one actually has surprisingly a lot in it. Um, yeah, just the way how he's just like, okay, I gotta go, and just is so cool and, like, flies away and grabs onto the collider and, um... Yeah, just uses it to, to swing around and get to the ceiling. Like, um, it is so smooth and cool. And um, it, it clearly shows just, like, how much skill this Peter has that he's able to so seamlessly and effortlessly fly through the air and, and um, just get to where he wants to go um, without any issue. Uh, yeah, it is very seamless and moving. And thing that... I kind of noticed and I couldn't help but think about is later in the climax of the movie when Miles, you know, finally gets control of, like, what he can do and stuff. He does a very similar uh, movement to get up to the same panel at the end. 
and I couldn't help but think of this too is um Spider-Man Peter there and Gwen next to him goes like we totally taught him that and goes like, I didn't teach him that and I know for sure you didn't and I just realized like oh my gosh you learned that from this Peter and I'm and now I'm a little like feel a little proud I'm like oh he picked something up from him yeah um yeah it's it's not exactly the same but it is definitely like he's got that same sense of smoothness to it that he he probably pulled you know first saw from this peter well and there's some very reminiscent moves that also get brought up in that fight as well that like we see while he's watching like the grabbing of the slide while it's spinning and let it carrying him up or the um like the falling down just to use it to get back up again yeah like there's quite a few moves i'm like oh he totally stole that from peter i see you miles (laughs) (laughs) he gets some of the swinging from the next peter that he meets oh yeah totally there a bit but you can tell you can see a lot of the um the so at least some of the you know the hints the the light touchings of this peter Mm -hmm. um and how like this was the the early bits yeah the one last thing I think I want to point out, because I don't think I actually talked about it, but it was just this little moment that I never really thought of until now, and it's going back a bit to his more gentler side, where, like, again, right before he jumps off, Peter looks back to Miles, and there's just this, like, pause of, like, just kind of silence and almost a connection between them. Yeah. Uh, And it definitely feels like almost like an actor moment where, like, you can't... I don't know how to describe the emotion that I got from this moment, but it was it was almost like a a concerning or almost like Peter was kind of like this is really happening or or even just sort of this like I got to watch out for this kid. Yeah, definitely he's he like immediately he's like okay, well, I guess I got um <laughs> I have a child now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least this one's I don't have to change their diaper for. (laughs) No, you you know what his look back, on a more serious note, what his look back kind of made me think of? It almost made me think of like, it almost felt like an Uncle Ben moment for Peter. Yeah. Like he just kind of looked back and was like, okay. (laughs) That's the best way I can describe it, is that it just, it felt like, an Uncle Ben moment for Peter. And I, I that's just, like, one thing I wanted to point out that I thought was just kind of a, a sweet moment yeah. that they put in that they probably really didn't need to put in, but I'm glad they did. That's all we have for this minute. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you again Friday talking about Minute 24. See you next time. Bye.